It's the High and Wide Podcast with Brad Carlson and Damon Perrant. Triple H, Big Show, The Rock says tonight, the only two things that you two candy asses should concern yourself with is this, is your roll, know it, your mouth, shut it, and if you do that, then The Rock, the great one, Darren Dam Tease, you will smell what The Rock is cooking. Rune carries in, rolling in front of the minute shot, Dejardin following the play, and he missed the short shot, there he is again, People say we monkey around. That is our beautiful cord. Hi and wide podcast. Hey, how's it going? Damon Front, Brad Carlson, buddy. How's it hey, going? Hello, my friend. It's going very well. How are you? Uh, yeah, it's all right. Yeah, yeah. It's good. It's good. I mean, as good as could be. I mean, I struggle uh, when the Habs are losing, but uh, it is what it is. Playing a tough team in the Edmonton Oilers. Lots of offense. But, oh, yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Minus 1,000 outside right now. And oh, God. The pandemic. So I love there's like a, there's a meme going around that uh, it's disrespectful outside. <laughs> yeah. I think it's super funny. But uh, yeah. Uh, Regina, you guys must be like, at least we have. Um, no, we have nothing. It's as open as Saskatchewan out here. Uh, today, minus 27 was our high with a minus 35 wind chill. It was cold. Yeah, well, yeah. It was so, cold. So get this. Okay. I saw a stat from yesterday, so I extrapolated a little bit. To is this, is this the stat that you're talking about that you got for me? No, no, no. Oh, okay. We'll save that for the hockey talk. Ooh, that's, okay. that's a good one. So as of... Like, well, Pink Whitney, I like it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh. No, we are not transitioning to a DD. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was real. <laughs> okay, so yesterday I saw a stat. I brought it forward to right now about 9 p.m. Thursday evening. So we have had 156 consecutive hours of minus 35 wind chill or lower. Ooh. Oh yeah, that's awful. Wait, and wait, that coincides with something else. <laughs> What's that? That longest hockey game. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's sick. We'll get into Is that. It been a going bit on? Later. Okay, it's been, been going on about that long too. Yes, unreal. <laughs> so, so, oh, that's right, that's right. So, anyways, it should go until Saturday and reach in around. I'm thinking probably 195, 200 consecutive hours of minus 35 or lower wind chill. 
That's like, yuckies. That's nasty. Yeah, it is. We Just, we have like a little bit of a reprieve on Monday, uh, where it's supposed to be like minus fourteen. Minus fourteen sounds like plus ten right now. Well, the thing is, we're actually next week we're heading out to a uh, little family trip within the province. Ooh. And I tell you what, minus fourteen is going to feel like t-shirt and shorts weather. Yeah, no kidding. So I don't know what to pack here. What are you, what are you guys? <laughs> what are you guys doing? What are you guys doing? We're, we're going to Cypress Hills, little uh, provincial park, southwest corner of the province. Not so insane like, in the membrane. No, no. So we have a townhouse rented, and I mean, it'll be low risk uh, as far as we're not going to restaurants. Right, right. There won't right. be a whole bunch of people. There's like, uh, uh, like groom trails that we can go cross country skiing on. Or so do you, Lorenzo's voice? Yeah. Oh, that'll yeah. be nice. And, and be the nice. puppy, bring the puppy too. Oh, you got a puppy? She, well, like a dog, yeah. yeah. Did you? Did you? Did I? Know the that? same one, yeah. yeah oh, yeah, yeah. The, I knew the black yeah. lab, yeah, yeah, yes, yes, yeah, yes. yeah, for sure. So she'll make the cut for that. Uh, as nice. I always say with our summer trip, it's not the dogs or the dog or the golf clubs. Golf clubs have to stay for this trip. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she's an easy inclusion. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> That's nice. Actually, with that being said, tonight midnight. Here in Manitoba, this is on a Thursday. We uh, we're getting some more restrictions eased a little bit. Wow! Back into restaurants. Oh, dine in. Yeah, we can yeah. dine in in restaurants. Twenty five percent capacity, which and, and you can only dine with your family. But that's yeah. that's a tough. Well, they, tough they gonna, who are you gonna card, how are you gonna tell? They an ID. I guess. Like, I, think, uh, I, think I guess, I don't know. Just be honest. I, don't... I mean, if you and a buddy want to go to a restaurant for uh, wings and uh, beer, yeah. I mean, you could, you could say you're yeah, out with my boyfriend and they can ask for <laughs> ID. Yeah, maybe. No, like, like, like seriously, like though, you're your roommate, I guess your roommate. Yeah, your roommate. Count, yeah. Right? Yeah. I, I guess, yeah, that would count. But uh, Interesting so you can start things. carding people. I, I don't know. Yeah, that's a tough one. Like here in Saskatchewan. Yeah, you guys have everything your... over, right? Well, yeah, like restricted. Just restricted, yeah. Yeah, so we're about 25 to 30% capacity, three meter separation between tables. But you could go out with uh, every single one of your friends, sit down at a table, and yeah, only four that. people, though. Yeah, we don't have that. We're, yeah. we're very much keep it to homes and, and whatnot. Um, gyms are reopening. They have been closed forever. Tattoo parlors are reopening, which is great. Got some plans? I I have I have a, like a half sleeve so far, yeah, yeah, oh, nice. And I need to finish it up, so it's exciting. I'd like nice, to get that finished nice. all up. Um, outside of that, I think um, old libraries can reopen and a bunch of other things. Arenas can reopen, but this is weird because it's limited to one-on-one like teaching basically. So teams can't actually get together and do anything. What's the point of opening up? the rinks then so one-on-one you mean one coach one player on a sheet of ice i don't that's what it sounds like wow to me it doesn't like that's how that's how it's described now whether that's different and maybe it's a thing where you can have eight players out on the ice but at the same time you still have eight players and then you have to have eight coaches that's 16 people out on the ice why not just have a team yeah, yeah, for like, sure. Like it doesn't make any sense, but I don't know. I don't know. I'm yeah. not. The, I'm not the people that are in charge. 
Hopefully um, I figure that out. <laughs> speaking of things not in charge, Bell. Oh. So Bell, Bell let's cut. Let Bell, yeah, Bell, let's cut. Uh, the big news the past couple weeks, of course, two weeks ago, uh, Dan O'Toole, uh, Natasha Stanishevsky, and others were let go from TSN. Big names for TSN as well, right? Like yeah. Jay yeah. and Dan, they've been together oh, for yeah. 20 plus they're years. A, they're a staple in their Absolutely. industry. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, they were given the axe, and we talked about that last week on the pod. This week, um, TSN decides to go a little further and they actually cut some stations, just straight up cut them off. Like, yeah. uh, I can't remember if it was Monday or Tuesday. I think it was Tuesday at like 9.30, right in the middle of shows, just cuts off and yeah. like robot voice comes on and says that uh, programming change, format change. And TSN 1290 in Winnipeg is no more. I think it's what, 1040 in Vancouver? is no more and yeah. in hamilton it's yeah. uh, they were cut i don't know if there were others with that but those are the bigger ones to, yeah tsn 1290 yeah. winnipeg station uh, a lot of great people that worked at that station very unfortunate that they got the axe i never listened to the vancouver one but you were telling me this second rated tsn radio show in the company so that's crazy oh uh, you think they had that market Pend right down. Like, like it's I a don't, big market. Is there a sports net presence? Or may, maybe, maybe. I'm sure there is. Should we do some live research here? Well, I know there's a sports net presence in Calgary, right? Or is it in Edmonton? Calgary, Fan yeah. 960. And then there's no there's no TSN there, though, is there? There's 650 in Vancouver. Maybe that's why. But even still, yeah. like Fan 650? Uh, Sportsnet 650. Yeah. yeah, but like, why? Like, why are you cutting your second-rated show out of yeah. your company? That seems strange to me, and I don't know. Like, I like, I listen to a lot of TSN 690. Their show, their their whole format is fantastic. They've got their morning show, six to ten. Then they've got Tony Marinero that goes from ten till twelve. Tony jumps on with Chris Nyland, former Montreal Canadian, for an yeah. hour, uh, and then. Nyland continues till two with his show knuckles. And then from, I think it's from two till six. Um, they've got another show, Mitch Melnick, who's yeah. a big presence in, in the Montreal market. So their programming goes deep all day long. Whereas 1290. Yeah. They had three different shows in the day, but their shows like the morning show went six to 10. Then they had a repeat of two hours from 10 to 12, which I never understood. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. And then 11 till, or sorry, 12 till, I think it's two, um, there is Kevin Oshevsky, or, um, yeah, I think it's Oshevsky. Uh, he, he goes for two hours, and then the drive show with Hustler and Rick Ralph. But yeah. there's, there's also, if I'm not mistaken, there's an hour or something in there. Maybe it's two to three where Kevin O is repeat for an hour. And I, I just don't. So, yeah, they have like, a few hours of repeat stuff that. Like, why not just bring yeah. in another show to cover those three yeah. hours, right? Yeah, it just. Sure. But that's it. been the that's been the format for them for years. They never yeah. changed it up, and with no competition, there, like, CGOB is the talk radio, but that's primarily news. 
yeah, and yeah, shows yeah. like that. They have they they won the Winnipeg Jets lottery when it came to broadcasting games and actually maybe, maybe that was the end of TSN I, Winnipeg. Maybe, but I, I like but it doesn't mean they still can't like who did, did TSN undercut when it came to fighting for the rights for Jets games? Do they still have their pregame show though? And like postgame t- calling? Like TSN? I bet you they do. Yeah. I they they do. did. I think they did. Yeah. But but still, and so really like unless if you're stuck in a car, who listens to NHL hockey on the radio? Well, and the thing is though, too, whereas 690, and again, I can't speak for other stations. I I would imagine the Toronto TSN is heavy hockey. But um, 690 was very diverse in what they talked about. Like, they talked about everything. Yeah. Which was good. I To me, as a sports Absolutely, fan, yeah. that's great. Yeah. Whereas, yeah. like, if you're all you're hearing is hockey, 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 there's only so much you can talk about. Yeah. Right? Like, and, and yeah, I, Winnipeg's, sure. Winnipeg's got a good sport market. They've got the Bombers there. They, yeah. like, yeah, they talked a little bit. Like, Troy Westwood, who, former Bomber kicker, was on their morning show. So, you had that angle. But, again, it's skewed heavy hockey. So oh, for sure. Like there's, I found that surprising. I I, I do too. And so it's just, it's just shocking. You've got the Winnipeg gold eyes there. Yeah. Minor baseball, but still um, lots of fans of the Winnipeg gold eyes in Winnipeg. It's affordable baseball. So fans follow it. And then you've got the uh, new soccer team in Winnipeg, the Valor. And that's only going to like, as, as we go further and further in that Canadian soccer league, the fan base is only going to grow as long as it's managed well. And the team's successful. For sure, for sure. So, just a surprise. So, I was going to say, what happens next year? Like this whole, like, are they going to try to do Bell? Let's talk again, and oh. it's like, you know, you get, they like, just did their thing this year, and I don't know. I, mental health, it, mental health. Yeah, that's it, it was on the health. it was on the internet, so I'm assuming it's true. But didn't they get like a <laughs> hundred and twenty million dollars of hundred and twenty subsidy for um yeah for like employee subsidies yeah which is like you're so, supposed to pay that money into your employees yeah oh yeah nope. for sure and get out of here and how much do you know how much it? I know do you know how much they donated for Bellet's talk this year I can't remember the number do you know how much. But I'll look it up. I'll look it up. I mean, it's great to be charitable and everything. Okay, let's not let's not at the same. Let's not pretend that uh, Bell Let's no, Talk Day I, I isn't know. a big push for Bell. Just free advertising. It's yeah, well, whatever they pay for it. I bet you it costs them in around eight million bucks. I feel as like far, that's like, what, as far as money towards five cents play. per retweet or mention yes. or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, it's not free, but it's pennies on the dollar for them to have advertising their name out there all day long. A hundred percent. And even before the day before the day after. Um, but, but even to just punt so many people to the curve right after their big push for mental health. And, you know, it shows you they just don't give a shit about their employees. Which is just... That's and that's the worst thing about it. Um, last year they raised over seven point seven million dollars. This year, another seven million. Okay. Okay. In in engagement online. So like th- that's huge numbers for sure. Like, 
their but, timing on this whoever <laughs> looked at the calendar and decided this would be a great idea they need to be uh cut as well yeah no kidding bell let's cut that yeah like like so wait, bad dan wait a month if, if you have to wait a month yeah and we all like, understand the business this, impact and, and yeah things like but it's, that. for some it was like the next very next business day yeah because Bella's talk was on was that on a friday it's on it a thursday be. it's on a thursday. thursday okay so i think it was on the monday yeah uh in toronto two to three hundred uh bell employees were gone out. yeah yeah and it's just so crazy it's so crazy oh such a gosh. bad look and like if it like i remember seeing a tweet on this which is ironic uh bell let's talk day whoever like whoever came up with this idea pr you could have the best PR firm in the world and they're going to struggle at, at turning this and spinning this a positive. Like you, you just can't. Yeah. You can't horrid look. And then for that information to come out on them taking 120 or $122 million in government subsidy for, for like employee wages and things like that. Like yeah. that is just so, so yeah. disgusting. Like, boo. this, I, I saw people on Twitter, you know, comment. Uh, yeah. My cell phone contract just came due. You know, my bell, my bell song, uh, you know, cell phone. Yeah. <laughs> See ya. Yeah. Like, and here's yeah. like, for me, I'm stuck, right? Because I live in Southern Manitoba. We don't have fantastic coverage out here when it comes to oh, yeah, MTS merged with bell merged with bell so oh yeah you have no choice oh i do i could go to rogers, rogers i could which, go to Talis, which is like which is fine but rurally not because they still yeah. they've yet to establish a solid link in those rural areas right so for me i i gotta go bell you do and honestly before yeah. this before these last two weeks happy with their service like we got we got great internet oh yeah yeah, yeah. i've can't i've got no complaints about my phone uh service or anything like that but just seeing the optics of this oof, oof. yeah it's it's got nothing to do with the the quality of product they deliver to their customers oh just horrid display yeah. against their employees yeah. and like oh my goodness this industry the radio industry is hard enough to get into and i know that for a fact as i'm in yeah. it uh yeah. but to see so many people get the axe and like just on mass it, it's it's yeah. sad to see that's scary for sure so raise a little glass to all the people yeah. bell uh let go because sure, really awesome people in Hopefully the community they land back on their feet soon for sure and a big well a big shout out to you the tsn 1290 morning crew and just everybody on their station brandon wiki um um Troy Westwood, Jim Toth, uh, Kevin O, uh, Hustler, um, and Rick Ralph, like all those guys. Plus the, um, uh, oh, what is their, what's their other crew? They got, they got like a podcasty crew that uh, is up with them, Remus and a bunch of guys, like all of them just lost their jobs and it's, it's such a tough thing to deal with. Yeah. And you said that they cut like, like almost mid-sentence or they, they let them it, no know. it was it was like a cut through on the show yeah. robot voice oh yeah I heard, I heard the robot voice thing and then they like, played like shit songs yeah and then they announced that um they're gonna be i guess starting tomorrow which is yeah. friday uh the 12th they're gonna be it's like all comedy like just stand-up comedy so were they which, scared huh? were they scared that the host would come on and start uh bad mouthing their employer and suing their career 
I, I don't know. Like, like what, what this, was the point of just like, like this doesn't make it any better. Just yank the cord. Yeah. And here's the thing too. Like all of these guys and girls that are, are losing their jobs, they can't go and just blast bell. No, that could that, sewer them I mean. in the future. That's business, what I mean. Right? They can't. So like for them, it's such a tough situation. And apparently uh, um, this is what I've heard. It could be just a big fat rumor, but apparently given 30 minutes by security, pack their shit up and get out of the office. So I don't, I don't know if that's true or not. I could tough, see it. Going to be tough I to find out. It. Yeah. Going to be tough to find out from people that actually experienced that. But yeah. really? And then what is that? I know do? my wife's, my wife's former employer. My wife. My wife. Uh, yeah. Someone laid off. They're, well, they're escorted out of the building. And I, I'm pretty sure that people pack up their personal effects. Well, and, and we have to understand that being fired for sure. That's a thing. No, and, even like laid off. Yeah. Let's, let's be real yeah. here. Yeah. But usually when you lay somebody off, it's end of day kind of thing. You would think. Yeah. Yeah. Well, right. Like yeah. a courtesy because with a layoff, you're probably getting a, a package as far as like a three month. Yeah. yeah package, or whatever. Right? However long your service is. Exactly. Sure. So, but this is like 30 minutes by pack your shit and get out and that like what does that do to the rest of the crew in those stations because they're not it's not just sports stations like here in winnipeg we've got bob fm and we've got uh virgin radio that and they're all employees they all work together yeah they're like they're seeing this happening what does that do for staff morale like oh no kid it it would look yeah like uh when my wife was in private sector there, my wife. I mean, it, it, it kills your employee morale. Oh, big time. And then, and then you, you know, you hear about how upper management, uh, you know, cares about their employees and everything. Yeah. Like, bullshit. You care about your, uh, the bottom dollar your stakeholders, the shareholders and like apparently maximizing dividends back. Yes. To them and, yes. Yeah. And apparently, um, again, not sure if this is a hundred percent true. They, uh, they had given more money to their stakeholders just before this all went down. So what is like, hmm? yeah, that seems, seems I super know, shady, but uh, uh, it is, it is what it is. I hope everybody gets back up on their feet. Um, gotta think that bell at stock day thing of the past that, uh, I, I hope so. I can't see too many people coming out next year and supporting that. I would imagine in a year's time, we're going to hear a lot more about all yeah. of what happened these past two weeks. And I, Hopefully that something goes where the conversation continues. Well, and it's not just and a bell. It isn't talk. just for one day. Yes. Yeah. Big yeah. time. Yeah. Here's an opportunity for another company, especially in the industry to jump up and make a, a, a week, like a, like either a week or a day per month where we mm-hmm. focus on mental health. Yeah. Because the support for it will be there every, it can be there every single day of the year. Yeah. But you do this kind of monthly and you make it a monthly thing. You like a lot of companies. Yes. We all know that bell. Let's talk day is a huge, let's talk about bell, but also let's talk about mental health. Like this is an opportunity for a company to piggyback on that and make it more about mental health and less about the company that's doing it. So yeah, remains to be seen if that's something that'll happen. We shall Uh, see. Let's get into some sports. Um, got no baseball because really who cares? Uh, they're struggling yeah. to even talk about getting a season started, but, uh, the NFL released their, 
um, inductees for the Hall of Fame. And I don't know if you saw this video. If you haven't, go check it out. Um, how, uh, what's his face? Peyton Manning was yeah. told about his induction into the Hall of Fame. It is an awesome video. He's in like the middle of some sort of ESPN shoot uh, in Denver on the field. And then yeah. out comes walking the Hall of Fame selection committee, I guess. And they're there to tell him about his induction, which is which is a really cool thing to see. <laughs> then his daughters That's run awesome. out. Yeah, his daughters run out in an indie jersey and a Broncos jersey. And he asked them, like, ooh, did you guys know about this? And they're like, Yeah, we knew. So it was just a it's just a really, really cool thing to see. Uh, but here That's is, hilarious. here's your induction class. Um you've got Peyton, you've got Chad Johnson, I think. Okay. Oh, I, you know what? I'm going to actually just go into this and, and not play off of pictures because that could be. Uh, okay, let's see. So, Alan Feneca, Coach Tom Flores, Calvin Johnson, my bad, Megatron, uh, yeah. Safety John Lynch, Peyton Manning, Bill Nunn as a contributor, Drew Pearson, and Charles Woodson all make the Hall of Fame this year. So, congratulations to that nice it's awesome it's always a nice skin like they i i feel like yeah. their hall of fame is done correctly like they make it such a huge deal like baseball is canton i don't even think anybody yeah. was elected this year for baseball no, we talked about that yeah. didn't we like nobody yeah. got elected which just seems weird like oh let's let's have a grudge yeah guys i know i know took drugs back in the day like just shut up and just put them in there hall of famers for a reason let's go um, Did you see footage from the Super Bowl uh, celebrations? <laughs> was it something about Tom Brady on a boat? Yeah. First of all, <laughs> Gronk was behind him and the boat behind him. Yes. And they lobbed the Lombardi trophy from one boat to another. Yeah. And, of course, Gronk caught it. And but everybody freaks that, out. Okay, first yeah, off. That Flor- could have gone south so easily. Yeah, it could have. But I don't, they don't care. Florida doing COVID right, obviously. Yeah, um, just that harbor was full of people. <laughs> oh yeah, and all of them drunk. I would imagine. And speaking of drunk, though, did you see Brady walking <laughs> off the boat? Yes. Oh, oh. He, he was in one. Had had <laughs> some uh, had some sea legs. Uh, was struggling to walk a little bit. A little bit. And yet again, another another perfect example of Tom Brady not believing that COVID is a thing, as he's being led out by I don't know who it was. And everybody around him is wearing a mask. Tom Brady, maskless. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jeez. Florida got it on lockdown. Uh, pretty soon. Florida, man. Pretty soon in lockdown, I would imagine, if they yeah. keep going this route. Uh, uh, or not. <laughs> or not. Um, or it's Florida. So we know Tom Brady's the goat and everything, right? Yes. Okay. Uh, something just came across my phone maybe, I don't know, a couple hours ago. Uh-oh. Comparing Tom Brady to another athlete, uh, Manitoban they, athlete, uh, no Calgary from Calgary. Oh, okay, okay, okay. seven, seven time, uh, world champion, yes, Brett the Hitman Hart. Yeah, I saw that too. Yeah, so <laughs> no so, world championships for Tom Brady, though. <laughs> oh, he's got seven, seven world championships. Oh, yes, but I how guess. many, how many King of the Ring titles does Tom Brady have? He's got zero. Bret Hart has two. Yep. How many tag team titles does Tom Brady have? He's got zero. Bret Hart has three. Yes. How many intercontinental championship uh, Tom titles Brady does has Tom Brady have? Zero. Zero. The number is Two zero. Two for the Hitman. Five U.S. titles for the Hitman. Zero and for Tom Brady. 
zero for Tom Brady. And is Tom Brady in the NFL Hall of Fame? Uh, he will be. He will be, but he's not right now. No, he's Brad not. Hart's in the WWE Hall of Fame. Twice. So, boom. Suck it. He's twice, in the Hall of yes. Fame twice. Yeah. <laughs> so, Bret Hart is the GOAT. No, I, I saw another. Like, here's the thing. I, and, and this is a conversation. I might not have a popular opinion on this. Um, Tom Brady, people are asking, is he the GOAT as far as, like, um, athletes are concerned? And people are like, no, that's got to be um, Terry Fox. And I, I question that. Terry Fox did an amazing thing. It's- yeah it's totally different it's totally, i think he, now yeah, totally Terry different. fox was a fantastic athlete he really was before before anything happened with him cancer related like yeah. he was a fantastic athlete he needs but to he be on a, that five dollar bill yesterday yes like Six there's months, no questioning years what ago. he's done or what he did and what he's done uh uh like well after his death like right he's just he's a canadian legend but greatest yeah. athlete of all time, I struggle with that one. And I know a lot I, of people yeah, I can. disagree with me, yeah. but like running halfway across the country before having to stop because passed away literally shortly thereafter. Um, yeah. <clears throat> that That is an amazing achievement. Take nothing away from that. It's incredible. I've You've never heard of anything like that before. Yeah. But again... What Tom Brady has done in his career, and I can't, you can't compare these two because they're so two totally it's different way things. Way too different. Yeah. Way different. Yeah. Um, Tom Brady, as an athlete, professionally making money, playing on professional sports teams, what he has done is silly. He's literally oh, been yeah. in the NFL <clears throat> championship game half his career. Half his career. Yeah. yeah. He's yeah. won more Super Bowls than any other team. <laughs> In the NFL, like he's number one, New England and Pittsburgh are number two. Like that is mind blowing. Wow. Yeah. That's insane. And then just the records to go along with it, passing yards, touchdowns, all these things, like the, the amount of times he's been in, like won the divisional title in the AFC East, all this kind of stuff. Like he it's, his achievements are crazy. And the fact of the matter is, this is a guy that was drafted, and uh, I should. He wasn't. Been. I don't think. No, he or was. maybe it he was. was. Yeah, it was he was like seventh round or something like that. Super it? late. Um, however, uh, I should like. I'm not going to use this as. Uh, I don't think I'm going to use it. I'm, I got to check just to make sure my notes here uh, that I don't use a stump the chump question. Uh, no, I don't. Okay, so I'll throw a question at you right now. What major league baseball team drafted Tom Brady? Because that's a thing. Me? Are you that, kidding me? That's a thing. I asked you that last weekend. In, oh, yes, uh, you're right. That, you are correct. Jesus the, Christ. The Montreal <laughs> Expos. Like, the, yeah. dude, the dude's a multi-sport athlete. I know. I know. That's and crazy. We, like, it's all fun and games <laughs> when we look at Tom Brady's draft. I think it was his uh, his combine picture where he's, he's just the saddest-looking athlete you've ever yeah. seen. But then he comes in and dominates the league from year one on. Yeah, it it really was a perfect scenario for him to come in. Yeah, because if Bledsoe never gets hurt, you're right. You're right. Like Bledsoe doesn't who, lose who knows, his spot. Yeah, and who knows? Maybe maybe this guy just he probably let's not say takes him at some point. I will tell you what I I actually am not a Tom Brady fan. 
Yeah. Uh, at all. I actually hated him for the longest time because Drew Bledsoe was my favorite quarterback. Yeah. So when Brady took him, uh, took him over, I was, I was like, I hated the Patriots. I was done with them. I, I moved over to Buffalo as a fan and all this kind of stuff. And I, I, I won't deny dude is a baller. Oh, for like, sure. <laughs> he's incredible. Now is Tom Brady, the greatest player of pro sports ever. I, I don't know about that because there's there's too much controversy that comes with them too, right? With all the cheating scandals and all that. Now, I'll be the first one to say, if you're not cheating, you're not trying in pro <laughs> sports. You always push that line. That's penalties in hockey are the perfect example of that. Uh, when you take a penalty, you're, you're cheating. You're technically yeah. cheating. You're breaking the rules of the sport. You so... get caught, slap on the wrist, go to the box for two minutes or five or whatever the case may be. But it, it's so tough to say who's the greatest athlete because you take a guy like Tom Brady who has accomplished everything in the NFL. Yeah. Like he's done it. and that's There's tough. no reason for him to continue playing, but he does because he loves the game. For sure. And you take an athlete who competes in the decathlon. Yeah. Who does everything. You single. Know, yes, single. Does it all themselves. You know, wins the decathlon and, you know, just – an all-around, well-rounded athlete. Yep. Pure athlete. Yep. So, how do you compare that to NFL an NFL quarterback? You, you, how do you can't. compare that to a Connor McDavid? It's so tough. You yeah, you can't. You yeah. can't. And then, like, same thing. Michael Jordan, um, one of the greatest professional athletes of all time, hated by many of the former teammates. Oh, just yeah. because yeah. He, just the way he was he was so demanding of his teammates but that's what made him a champion so yeah oh for sure is michael jordan an asshole i don't know him personally i've heard rumors to the effect that he is yeah yeah but whatever um wayne gretzky mario lemieux Sidney crosby these are all big names peyton manning like like everybody loves peyton manning yeah dude won two championships as a quarterback i think peyton manning's a better quarterback than tom brady yeah, it's one of those interesting things. How would have Peyton Manning done on the New on England Patriots. That Patriots team? Yeah, on all those teams. You're right. It's it's a coulda, shoulda, woulda. Because essentially, Brady and Manning, they're kind of the same quarterback. Both pocket, very passes. very similar. Yeah, don't yeah. run the football well. Yes, right. And I think as a pure passer, Aaron Rodgers better. Yeah. Yes, I I think but, he was better. Drew yeah. Brees. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Drew Brees has the numbers. Uh, he he does. I, I don't know. It's but again, yeah, a championship. Well, right? and, and that's the thing. This guy is seven. Right. Like and that's such a conversation ender. Right the, there. You're, you're right. The big thing, so. too, is the fact that you you look at everything that's happened in the last year between Brady, Belichick, the New England Patriots, him moving to Tampa Bay, all this kind of stuff. Uh, who's going to win that divorce? Um, yeah, Tom Brady. Tom Brady won yeah. uh, because he's got the prettier wife, and he he won the championship after a team that went seven and nine last year in Tampa. Bay. Oh yeah, so unbelievable! And the way that they won, Tom Brady, by the way, wasn't the Super Bowl MVP. Like, yeah, he won the champion or he won the MVP, but he wasn't because he didn't oh. even play that well. Like you look at his numbers from game. He, he threw three touchdowns, 
against zero interceptions, and that's big. But yeah, like his, <laughs> that's his, usually enough to win you a game for sure. Eighty-five uh, percent of the time, a hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah, like but if, if not higher. Yeah. If Tampa Bay's defense doesn't do what they did, <clears throat> holy smoke! Like they completely shut down one of the best quarterbacks in the league in Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. Like it's just so easy to pick the quarterback for MVP. A hundred percent. And that's usually they have all the stats right there. Well, and that's, yeah. And that's how it goes usually. Right. But man, what that defense did in these playoffs, look at it. They defeated Drew Brees. They defeated, um, um, Aaron Rodgers, And then they beat Patrick Mahomes in the Super Bowl. Like that's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah. No kidding. Don't forget about the Washington football team. They rolled <laughs> yeah. through them. Yeah, they did, but and they they yeah. played well. No, it's another it's another game. For like, sure. Yeah. But like yeah. you yeah, here's the passing like Tom Brady threw 201 yards. That's it. Oh really? This is 201 okay. yards. Yeah. Mahomes threw for 270. Yeah, he had two interceptions, but Mahomes honestly, I think he like what he had to do running around like this that sat that I read last week, something yeah. like 187 yards scrambling only got 33 yards on the ground though. <laughs> yeah. Like Tom Brady was minus two running the ball. <laughs> yeah. Tampa for sure. Put more pressure on their uh, defense was un on Mahomes. Unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. Unbelievable. So yeah. it, yeah, that's, that's where we'll leave that. Uh, you got your free advertisement for this week. Buddy? Yeah. Yeah, I do. Um, you might have seen it on Facebook. I shared a post about a, I did. a smartphone game. I did. It's called One Shot Golf. It's a, a mini golf game where you log on your phone and you know you line up your putt and everything, and you're controlling a robot with a real putter putting on a real live uh, grass surface or turfs uh, like artificial turf. So you, you put in your aim, you put in the power and then you hit tap and then it goes and putts and it's just like a normal mini golf course. Right. And it's based right here in Regina. Oh, really? Yeah. That's so cool. So, so it was pretty rad. Uh, so I played it a few times and of course haven't been able to get the hang of like the power and <laughs> like uh, the course and everything. And it's no PGA tour 2k one. It, it is not. It is not. But shout out to that game, by the way, that game is a fantastic game. I haven't played it yet. But... Uh, do they have it for yeah. PS five? Uh, maybe not. There's only might, so many games out right now. Might be something to look into. Cause that is a it great is. game. That great sounds game. like a good gift for my kid there. Uh, yes. Yeah. You're, your kid, uh, yes. yeah. <laughs> I yeah. Love- anyways, I was gonna say, check out that app. It's a it's a cool mini golf game, live action, which is I've never heard of anything like that. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, that's so, a really yeah, that's cool. I thought it's pretty neat. There you go. So check that's, it out. that's a free ad. Um, we're gonna get into fantasy hockey right away, and uh, we'll bring Kevin Schwartz in because uh, lots of stuff to talk about as far as. Uh, what's going on this weekend? Actually, have a heavy slate of games for DraftKings on Saturday, which is exciting. So let's bring Kevin in. Lots to talk about when it comes to COVID-related teams and games missed and all that kind of stuff. Heading into fantasy for this week, Kev, what do you got for us? 
Well, you started with the the main story of the week. We're uh, still in the middle of a big, big COVID hit to the league. So it is uh, a little thin this past week when you're getting into some of your weekly rosters there and you got to Friday, Saturday, and all of a sudden five teams weren't playing and that meant 10 teams not in action. And all of a sudden three quarters of your lineup is sitting there postponed. So, yeah, it's been an interesting uh, little stretch here in fantasy. It's uh, – I was saying it kind of reminds me more of a game of Minesweeper than anything else when you send your <laughs> weekly rosters. Just try not to pick those guys that are the bombs, right? No kidding. Yeah. Um, first off, though, um, I'm sure you boys already covered it earlier in your pod here, but 1290. I just Whoa. got to send a shout out to my morning show boys, Westwood Toth and Ricky. Yeah. Damn, I'm going to miss that morning show. Uh, that was uh, it was five fun. years probably that I put in every morning listening to those boys, their banter there as I work alone in the back of the shop where I work. And yeah, it just doesn't quite seem the same without their banter going on. So it's they're definitely going to be missed. And hopefully, uh, hope they show up somewhere else where we get a chance to listen to them again. But uh, yeah, that was pretty devastating news hitting the airways there a couple of days ago. CGOB just calling you <laughs> out on this one, but. <laughs> Now they own the rights to the Jets, right? Already they like the do radio broadcast. So they do, and I, I think see it happening. I think that was a big factor into Bell axing twelve ninety. Because could likely be. I'll be honest with you, and I said this before: like twelve ninety. As much as I I liked their morning show, it was good. I, I thought their programming was kind of weak. Like you had the morning show from six to ten. From, I think, uh, uh, 10 to 12, it was like a repeat of two hours. Yeah, they had some of that in there. Which is just dumb to me. Like, yeah. just get another show in there for two hours. And I get I, uh, money and all that stuff. But, like, if you yeah. listen, I listen to a lot of TSN 690, which is the Montreal station. Mm-hmm. They don't have those gaps. Like, they have a show that's running all day long. And it's interactive. They get tons of people. Of course, they've got big name People larger are. markets and probably For more sure. money in there too involved but, but like yeah you look I, at know, I get the whole radio side of things i get the dollar and cents part of things mm-hmm. i just hate how it was handled that was oh, my yeah, big, big time complaint about it the fact that you know for myself like for example working on monday morning and listen to the morning show you know and yep. i go for my regular coffee and i come back and my radio's dead it's just dead air and i'm like well this is strange and you know you go try a couple of the other tsn stations and I think I tried Vancouver and it was dead too. And then you come to a couple others and they're working. It just sucks that they kind of took them off the air the way they did. Didn't give them a chance to, you know, have a final show, say their, you know, goodbyes or whatever you want to do on a final show. But I just thought it was handled pretty poorly on the bell side there. And horribly. Yeah. And Vancouver is a surprising one. Cause that's oh, a second rated market. market. Second and rated TSN show. Yes, for sure. I, I understand the other ones like Winnipeg, you know, it's smaller markets. It is a smaller market, but well, like, was it, was there any other sports talk radio in Winnipeg though? No, there was not. Like, they did, had but, the market cornered there. Yeah. But I the understand problem, the Hamilton one and everything yeah. like, you know, that's dominated by Toronto sports talk anyways, sure. and they probably piggyback off of that. But yeah, Vancouver so surprising. And even Winnipeg, you think there's enough to talk about and, you know, enough well, as, people in the area f- to support it. As far as sports go, for sure. But the thing is, though, they were consistently bottom of the barrel when it came to ratings in Winnipeg. Like, oh, very, very niche. Yeah. So, yeah, no, 
It is what it, it is. It is a sports world. Yeah, and <laughs> I mean, let's face it, we are a two town or two city town, I guess. You have the Bombers and you have the Jets. So, yeah, but you have the Gold Eyes. You have a there's, lot of gaps there's to fill. A lot of, yeah, but you, like, like I said, the Gold Eyes are there. And yeah, I know it's minor ball, but a lot of people in Winnipeg and in Manitoba are Loyal fan base. devout yeah. Gold Eyes fans. And you've got FC Velour. And yes, it's soccer. But there is there is a big portion of Winnipeg that is huge soccer fans. We're very diverse. Oh, absolutely. And so besides, they could have gone. They could have run with that. Plus, now you've got um, junior hockey in Winnipeg. Like there, there was an opportunity there to do a ton. And as much as I liked TSN 1290, they it's been the same thing for years. Just the same. There, no change to format. No change to do anything different, and that's unfortunate. And that's not on the, the people that were on the radio. All great people. All great people. Does CJOB do like a sports segment in the afternoon or anything? They do. Apparently, they do like a noon. Jet there is hit. a sports show. Yeah, there yeah. is a sport. That's, I've never. Okay. I'm not even a, sure if that's the sports CJOB. show. I haven't turned to okay. CGOB in a long time. I do believe they do have a program, but oh, they do. I've I applied yeah. for it. <laughs> Regina has two sports talk programs every afternoon, and one professional team, and one professional team. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it's I mean, it's how you uh, it's how you deal with your your demographic. Yeah. And time. have you seen what they are changing formats to? Like comedy. They're going to a comedy station, which you know what? I'm sure it'll do well. Yeah, I didn't. Uh, I think it was on air today already. I didn't. Yes, I was totally uh, no, unaware, tomorrow, tomorrow I was totally was unaware of it till uh, I was just doing a little reading here before we went on air. But it's crazy. Yeah, I mean, G rated comedy. I mean, like, yeah, you, 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 you want can, the good stuff. It's there is, well, you can work that through the day deal too, right? Like, you can start yeah. off with your G rated comedy during the day and work into more of a adult. Oh, well, big shout out to all the radio guys that lost their uh, jobs these past Absolutely. 10 or 15 days, these last two weeks yeah. with Bell. Um, huge names. And um, yeah, just just jump back up on your feet because you guys are all awesome. Guys and gals. Cheers to that. Guys and gals. Yeah. All right. So three stars from last week. We should start there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we, I started off, talk, we talked about this guy last week. He uh, had one, uh, one game under his bag there before we went off air, and he has just kept up the tear. Dave Pasternak, first star of the yeah. week, has to be. Three games played, five goals, two assists last week, plus three, and 17 shots on net. So there is all sorts Dude. of fancy value pouring in on the David Pasternak world right now. Was flying. Absolutely. Second star, put a smile on Damon's face. Another guy that just keeps on putting points on the board on the blue line, Jeff Petrie. JP. Another four games played, four goals, two assists, plus seven. And maybe what's, if you're an owner of Jeff Petrie, what you're liking the most, 13 shots on net during that period. The puck is getting to the net off his stick. So ride this way for as long as you can. If you're a top team in your league, keep riding it. And if you're, Kind of in the feeling like you might need to make a trade to improve, and you have Petrie. He is sell high, sell high, sell high right now. Third star had to go into the Nets, Tampa Bay, Vasilevsky. Three games, three three wins, four goals must, allowed during that period. Must be nice to have a dominant team in front of you and playing in a weak yeah. division too. 
here's the craziest thing about him. He actually sat a game out this week. Yeah. It was all, like almost the first time in a year he missed. He sat, he sat on the bench and watched the game from the pine. Unbelievable streak. Talk about being the easiest gig in the NHL, being his backup. Like, wow, you're basically paid the pass out water if you got that job. Yeah, no kidding. Jeez. Sorry, so, yeah. you said the first game in over a year he sat? It's that been makes a sense. Ca- yeah. calendar year. Yeah. Calendar year, yeah. It's yeah. a yeah. dirty stat. Oh, yeah. It's, <laughs> it's, it's, crazy, it's eh? true. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Dude just plays all the time. Yeah. It took That's a second for that to process, him. yeah. If you have him as your goalie in a fantasy league, that is the greatest luxury in the world to have. To have a goalie that you can just plug into the starting role and just totally forget about him for the rest of the season. And there's few and far of the few and far of those uh, less and less all the time in these in these formats, especially with all the COVID going on. So to have a guy like him, that is just pure gold on your roster. Absolutely. So we brought up COVID. Uh, we got Buffalo, Minnesota, New Jersey, Philly, all on that list right now. Um, a couple of these teams should start coming off over the next couple days. So my advice is check your waiver wires because there will be t- people from especially Minnesota and Buffalo. Those are the two teams most likely back by the beginning of next week. There, there should be some scraps from teams that, you know, owners who have dropped guys, they can wait the two weeks. So, Keep an eye out on a couple of Buffalo or, or, or Minnesota guys. Philly just went on, so they probably got another week of before you can start dressing their players. And then there's New Jersey. I seen they took two players off the COVID list today, but that still leaves 17. So I don't know. Is Jersey going to play again this season? It's getting <laughs> to the point. Yeah, like, um, we had some injuries too. Big ones as far as uh, beyond the day to day. Wayne Simmons for Toronto. He was just starting to gain some nice fantasy traction and playing well for the Leafs. He's got that wrist injury, and he's out probably going to be a, a while. Six weeks, they yeah, they got week-to-week listed, but they're saying over a month for sure. Yeah, uh, Ryan Johansson, another guy on the week-to-week with an, one of those classic upper body injuries. And then uh, Zach Cassian. <laughs> he's a, he a fringe you know, fantasy user if you're in a league that had PIMS you know, or stuff like that. He's usable. Another upper body, so got a stash of well Cassian and all three of those probably you can probably get away with dropping them and hoping that they're still there when they get healthy again there's probably better options out there and they're not such high caliber players that you don't want them eating up your bench spot right now in the COVID world you want to have players that are healthy and ready to go if you need to plug them in so um, a few day-to-dayers Trocek, Wisniewski, Radulov, Doughty all are kind of playing day-to-day right now so Check your rosters before you are plugging them into your roster, before you're plugging them in for play. When you're looking at a player whose value is still high, but maybe is overrated, Drew Doughty okay. is sure. the name that comes to mind. What what are your thoughts on him as far as fantasy value? Well, he's still he's still a I don't want to say top top tier defenseman, but he's still a dress every week defenseman. So when I say just every week defenseman, that's falling more into if you're your third defenseman, kind of fourth defense, maybe probably not fourth defenseman, but he's a third to second, third defenseman on your roster for sure. He he falls into that category of there's it's the age game, right? It just these players don't produce for his, you know, forever. And there's always pressure from players underneath them coming up. We're gonna start eating up ice time. So 
yeah, he falls into a category. And if you want to touch on a few other guys like that, a couple other examples would be Brett Burns and Eric Carlson in San Jose, where it's just there's not a lot happening there right now, fantasy wise. Brett Burns right now, his main issue, he rides that minus train hard right now. He's a minus 10 on the season. So that's uh, if you're that in the league with plus minuses. Wreck. Yeah. And then Carlson, he's got, he hasn't seen the scoreboard in five games either. So yeah, it's, you got players like that. All you can, your best options on guys like that, I find, are try to find that playoff team that's looking for a good, you know, some depth on their blue line for, you know, the playoffs and try to get something in return for them that can help you out today if you're, you know, looking for a little help immediately. Um, as we're talking about guys on the downtrend, I'll throw a few more at you. Dylan Larkin in Detroit, Oof. one assist in his past four games. He's he's not a guy you can drop, but he's definitely a guy who's going to find your bench right now. Uh, Yamamoto, he's just not getting anything playing along with the big boys in, in Edmonton right now. I think it's one, one point in his last six games. So one of those guys that he's probably uh, – he benefits a lot with who he's playing with. I'm not saying he's not a talented kid, but – it's just not happening for him right now. Uh, one other, def- a couple other defensemen as well. Josh Morrissey. Mm-hmm. The Jets are giving this kid every opportunity as far as being a fantasy player, you know, value guy. And he does have fantasy value, but for a guy that is playing their top power play, top units, he's got one point in his last six games. And it's just not, if you own him, you just can't be happy with that production that you're getting from him. And uh, Rasmus Anderson. Another guy who started off with a nice start, but it's one assist in his last seven games, so that has definitely cooled off a little bit there in Calgary. For sure. He's um, even getting good time on PP1 there. That's what's the frustrating not, part. When, yeah. Where you see where you have guys and they're getting the opportunities, getting the opportunities, and they're just not getting the puck in the net or even to the net or finding the open guys. And that seems to be uh, the case with Anderson where he's like, where I mentioned like, where I mentioned like guys who are getting the puck on nets and like with Peachy, where he's getting thirteen shots on net, you know, over the course of a week, that's not happening with a guy like Anderson. So that's where it gets really alarming if you're an owner of his. Uh, one goalie to look at too, Anton Hudobin. He's got mm-hmm. himself in a little bit of hot water in Dallas. Apparently, it seems like he's missed the start now, and he's riding a three-game losing streak. So. There is a little pressure underneath, and Bishop will eventually come back to that, to that crease. So, if you're expecting Hudobin to be a you know your starter for the whole season, you're maybe starting to get a little nervous about that, and might want to look for another goalie to back you up there. Um, if you're looking for a guy, I can give you a few ups here, but the main guy I'd be targeting right now is Mark Andre Fleury if he's available. He is just constantly like. I thought Robin Leonard would kind of take that crease as the season went on. And it wasn't so much because of Leonard's talent, but it was just, I thought flurry would decrease. He's getting better and better. It seems like as the season's going on, he's still undefeated on the air and he's taking crease time away from Leonard as far as I'm concerned. So it's tough because you're only going to get every other start out of them. They are constantly riding, going back and forth between the two of them. But in the way the leagues are going right now, if you can get two starts and though you're going to get two wins out of your goalie, that's pretty good value. Yeah, no kidding. And yeah. the, like the thing about that is, as a Habs fan watching what Montreal's doing with Price and with uh, Allen, Allen, yeah, it, it's like Price needs to get in games to get comfortable. But in the Vegas situation, both Fleury and Leonard have excelled at the platoon, right? So good for them. 
Yeah, absolutely. Leonard's he's got the only blemishes on his con on his on the season for him, but he's I mean, he's still top five goalie in any sort of ranking systems you're gonna look at. So yeah, they're riding the luxury of two of the top ten fantasy goalies in the league. So for sure. Nice luxury to have there. A few other players I'll just touch on who are trending upwards here in the in the forward ranks. Uh Sean Gaturi came back for the Flyers, so get him plugged in. Uh the Hawks, I was hard on the Hawks early on, but you're starting to see if some value out of a few players there. And when that's happening, that means Kane and the Brinkett's value is going up and these two guys are on fire right now. So if you're looking even daily lineups, there's good value both of there. And then a couple blue liners will go to Edmonton, Nurse and Barry. Putting points up. I've seen Nurse hit the board again. I think that's six straight games he's hit the board now. So Ride those two boys as hard as you can right now because there is lots of good fantasy value with them. Uh, Barry just got one as well. I don't want to talk about really? it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So they both scored. <laughs> and uh, yeah, if we're looking at a few, if you're looking for some waiver wire help, a few guys that are on the upward swing who may still be out there. Uh, Columbus, Jack Roslevic, Ross, yeah. roughly in about 35% of leagues. Putting up points. Seven. Yeah. Seven points in his last five games for the, for the Jackets, and I think he scored tonight again, so that would be eight points in six. Uh, he's going to make the Jets look really dumb, I think. <laughs> Just throwing him in as an add-on, because there seems like there's he's he's one of these guys, you know, never got the chance, now, you know, I'm home and I'm going to prove something, and I think he's playing with a lot of fire under, under that belt there. And Yeah, he's not a toss-in. Just because no. he wouldn't sign somewhere doesn't mean he's not worth anything. That's exactly right. So, yeah, they're, yeah. Uh, Columbus is laughing. Absolutely. Uh, on the blue line, Vince Dunn in St. Louis, getting lots of ice time, and he kind of does a little bit of everything. He's not gonna, You're not going to get rich off of him, but he's a guy that's on their power play a little bit. He's killing penalties for them. So there's, there's some value there, and he's only rostered in about 40% of the league, so he could be out there for you. Um, Nick Schmaltz, 40% as well. He's got six points in his last five, and he's playing all the big minutes there in in, in, in Arizona. He's top line, top power play, so you can get a little help there. And then in that, another interesting one is Chris Dreger. Yeah. Bob is, Bob is doing what Bob typically does, and he's given all the goalies around him all the opportunities in the world to take that crease from him. He's only rostered in 25% of the leagues, but he's got three wins under his belt, and he's looked half decent for the – for, for the Panthers. So if you're right now where the way this is going, you can never have enough goalie depth. So there's another option out there for you. True that. What's uh, this yeah. Saturday looking like as far as DraftKings go? I don't want to talk. We about got uh, we got a better lineup than last week. Last week, again, we had one of those four games where we picked picking from. So I don't always mind the slower, the slower nights, but I, it's definitely a lot more fun when you have the full night. So, yeah, Saturday, it's Hockey Day in Canada. So we unfortunately the Jets and Sens game is the early game, so we won't get it. They won't be in the equation, but there is eight other games, including the Leafs, Habs, and the Flames Canucks game uh, on the slate. So uh, I could look ahead a bit here and kind of give you guys a couple of names right now. Starting Chicago again. Uh, I've mentioned these guys, but uh, Hugh Suter and Philip Kucherov, they're both going for around that thirty-five to four thousand range right now. Uh, Kucherov was playing on the top line up till tonight. Now they put Suter back up there. So whichever one of those two guys is playing top line with the Hawks, you can probably get good value out of them. 
And then the other guy I just mentioned was Jack Rosselvick. For whatever reason, DraftKings is just not bumping this guy's value up much. He's still riding at about 3,900. So that's a steal. And I'll take that every day of the week, twice on Sunday. So Beautiful. This weekend looks like a whole lot of fun. Absolutely. I guess Um, as usual, Big Kev, W or HW Fantasy. Hit me up on there if you got any fantasy questions or you got a trade request that you want someone else's opinion on. Always happy to help out. And then if you want to get in our DraftKings League, you can hit me up there and I'll help you out. Yeah, we and I just want to throw out a couple of shout outs here. Uh, just places I use as resources and I should probably mention their names since I this is where most of my information comes from. Uh, a couple of podcasts, Keeping Carlson and then the NHL Fantasy on Ice podcast. Those are the two that's what's going to be uh, eat, taking place of the morning show on 1290 when I'm doing my work in the morning. <laughs> and then on Twitter, uh, Frozen Tools, that's Dauber Hockey. Fantastic tool. Like You want to get into learning about shot Fenwick statistics and all that stuff. That's a place you can go if you really want to deep, get a deep dive into fantasy statistics. And they're great for updated rosters, lineups, all that stuff. And then Goalie Post, another Twitter account. That is the number one place I go to to find out who's starting in that because it's getting tougher and tougher with the yeah, no start kidding. times. They're just, you know, five minutes before the game, they're announcing their starters. So goalie posts on Twitter, that's a great reference right there. There you go. If you're looking for uh, goalie hints yeah. and stuff for your draft kings yeah. or for your draft uh, seasons or whatever like that, as far as fantasy goes, check those out. Absolutely. Oh, and one last thing I guess I should mention since he is my best friend and he'll smack me if I don't mention him, Darwin Harder. The great Gumby, winner of our fantasy league last week. So shout out to Darwin. Absolutely, way to go, Gumby! Nice win. I uh, yeah. have since my one week one win. It's been straight down. You got to win. At least I got to win. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I was going to say this week, Brad. One, what? Yeah, hopefully. One tough thing with the goalies is you look on DraftKings and a team like Vegas. Both their goalies are running like eight thousand each. Yeah, yeah, and you don't know which way they might be going. So all of a sudden you pick the wrong goalie. You're done. I got, I got pooch last week on that. Oh, did yeah, you? That's yeah. where, that's where zero points for my goalie because he didn't start. That's where following goalie posts on Twitter is huge. I will constantly before six o'clock comes, I'm checking, I'm checking their, their Twitter feed and I'm going through their, they'll have them there for you. So something that could have been brought, brought to my attention my yesterday <laughs> the more you know yeah, yeah. No, and no. the other the other thing i would i would also say too if i'm setting my lineups ahead of time and you got that goalie situation that you're talking about well double check but pick the more expensive of the two set your lineup and then that way if all of a sudden you have to make that last second yeah you switch, extra money well oh. you got that extra money and you you know like let's say you're just catching it with yeah. a minute or two left at least then you can make that quick swap on your goalie and the rest yeah. of your roster can sit, whereas if you make it the other way, yeah, you you, you're having to fumble with you guys around. So. Yeah, 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 that's true. A little bit of advice out there. Cool. Nice job. Thanks, Kev. You betcha. All right, we'll see you next week, buddy. You bet. Have a good one, guys. You too. All right, you too. Thank you, sir. Cheers. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw out my free advertisement before we get into yeah. hockey. Um, this place brings back some some great. Uh, memories back when I was in high school, there was a bar and uh, hold on before everybody freaks out that uh, an underage kid went to a bar. Um, I wasn't, I was, I was, I was 18 going into grade 12. Anyway. Um, 
what's nice was so this bar was actually uh, a, a little bit of a strip joint as well. So it was the Dirty Dale. We all called it the Dirty Dale. Uh, you may have heard of this place. Just I haven't. Okay, so I I would have thought that maybe MC Cullick would have yeah. uh, would have maybe taken you to this place back in the day, but uh, no. <laughs> so it's no longer a strip joint, and that's a good thing because it's actually a restaurant now, the Thirsty Lion Tavern, uh, which is on Dale Street in Winnipeg, Charleswood. Fantastic restaurant. They've got some great food there. Uh, if you're ever in that end of town, go check it out in Winnipeg, the Thirsty Lion Tavern. And uh, yeah, just say the Highway Podcast sent you. They have no idea who we right are. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they will look at you and go, yeah, okay, sure, yeah. whatever. Uh, but they yeah. said I could get 10% off. <laughs> <laughs> They'd be like, what? Yeah. Oh, okay. What's wrong with this guy? Yeah. Maybe that works. Get out of here. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, Hockey, wow. Lots to kind of get into here. Uh, mainly Columbus Blue Jackets related. We have so, a lot of Columbus talk today. Yeah, which is kind of There's hilarious. And really, yeah. when it comes to Columbus, it's more a lot of torts talk. Yeah. Because Patrick yeah. Line made his debut with the club. Um, actually played, I thought, pretty decent for the first couple of games. Ended up having, I think, three goals in three games. Yeah. And then... Uh, he got benched. Did he hear why though? Okay, so lots of people were talking about he he had missed an assignment on a goal. And so people thought it was that was the reason. Not no, according to John Tortorell. Apparently Line A had been mouthing off to one of the assistant coaches. Here's yeah. my problem with this. If that's the the case, why'd you play him at all in the first two periods? Well, when did it happen, though? I, I, Apparently, I assumed it was mid-game. I don't know that. And I don't know that. Take a seat, son. If that's the case, okay. But he played seven minutes in the first period, and then he, I think he played like three minutes in the second and then didn't see the ice again for the rest of the game. So it you, you look at the numbers, seven minutes in the first for a player of his caliber. That's, that's a lot of, like, that's a lot of time. Yeah. yeah. 21 minutes for the game. He he's, you know, on, the ice. He, he, yeah, he's playing a lot of hockey. Yeah. So some point in the second, something must have happened. Something had to have happened. And, and Torps isn't scared to make well, that decision. To did you did you see what he said? Yeah. Did you see what he said on social media? I think he came out and said like, I don't like to bench players. What? <laughs> I I'm sure you actually do like that. Yeah, yeah. Like okay, okay, torts. Not not that it's <laughs> your favorite. Not it's like you go getting into a game and like, oh, who am I benching this game? But yeah, yeah you you have no problem doing it when it uh, happens He's and comes up. Quick to send a message. Oh, uh, big time. The funny <laughs> thing is too, like so many players that used to play in Columbus have been asked about torts' style, and uh, we all know Panarin's exit, Bubrovsky. Um, Dubois obviously is a huge, yeah. huge former player that did not get along with Torts and his style of play. Um, Josh Anderson in Montreal absolutely loved playing for him. Yeah, like it's either there's yeah, yeah, one yeah. of two ways, right? It's I hate playing for this guy, or I loved it. And yeah. a lot of like so, some of those players are those type of players that need that aggressive, uh, old school mentality coaching style. Um, like I've said before, Paul Maurice is one of those coaches. I think Ellen Vigneault is one of those coaches. Yeah. Um, those are guys that 
bark at their players and hold them accountable. Today's player is a totally different breed of animal than what it was back in the nineties, oh, yeah. back in the eighties where that style was more prevalent when it came to coaches. And that's Not why a coach like Babcock, Mike Babcock, who now it's again, out there's a bit of a bit of a dick uh, wrongdoer there. Yeah. Yeah. Big time. So like, and, and he's no longer coaching in the NHL. No. And will, will he ever be a coach in the NHL again? You would think, yeah. Like his track record speaks for itself. But I wonder if he's going to go to Seattle. Ooh. Like, isn't who's yeah, the GM maybe. in Seattle? Is okay. Francis? So, I, Francis is, I don't know if he's president of hockey ops or if he is he the GM. He might be yeah, the GM. Yeah. But yeah, he's, he's up there. So, yeah. Um, yeah. I think they hired, um, was it Jason Allison? I could be wrong on that. As, I don't uh, know. Yeah. As assistant GM. So, okay. but yeah, that'll be interesting to see. Um, also, Miko Korivu, who had just signed in Columbus. Yeah. He's like seven <laughs> games in or something. Yeah. Yeah. Just ups and retires. He says it had nothing to do with all of the stuff that's going on in Columbus. <laughs> Did it though? But. <laughs> yes. Like, if he didn't gel yeah. with the team, okay, why don't you just ask for a trade? Hey, you know what? This isn't working out. Maybe, yeah. you, maybe you should see if you can get something for me. Send me maybe, just, maybe it's his last year, and he's like, screw this whole COVID era. Maybe. He doesn't need the money. No, he doesn't. I wonder if COVID has something to do with it. It could it could very well be. Uh, he, he also said like he, he had trouble getting excited for games. Yeah. So yeah. like once and I I like uh, that would be it for me like the performance thing I think he like he's still a top tier athlete there's no way he couldn't get on the ice and just play but if yeah, your yeah. heart isn't into it that's the biggest that's oh, the yeah. biggest thing so for sure. that's what for he's sure. saying it is and and who's to argue against him but the thing is though like you look at Torts the way he handles things how many people and and like so many people are coming to his defense and saying oh he didn't run these players out of town. Uh, Panarin gave them an opportunity to trade him and get pieces for him. Yeah. Rosky, the same thing. Everybody knew they were out of town at the end of the year. Um, Kekalainen, Kekalainen, is that who it is? The uh, GM, Jarmo Kekalainen. Yeah. 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 He, he, um, he dropped the ball on both of those players. And you look at the Dubois trade. Now, depending on how Dubois comes out with Winnipeg, you look at their center position. Whew, Winnipeg is stacked down the oh, line. Oh, yeah, big time. Um, They're too stacked. Yeah, if Dubois comes out and he plays well, uh, I think it's. I think this trade is a win now for the Winnipeg Jets. No, it's not. Uh, I don't see Patrick Laine signing at the end of this well, year. But he's still worth something. And he's still a tradable piece and they can yes, still get the same value. No, I don't think they can get the same value now because now it's coming really out can. with all, not if he's not if he's a coach arguer or whatever and he's a problem. Now his value drops. Yeah. Because, because who wants to trade an asset that's worth something for a Patrick Line that might come in and disrupt the locker room? Because whether he disrupts the locker room or not is one thing. We don't know. I've heard that Patrick Line in the locker yeah. great kid. Yeah. I, but I, I'm sure have the that. guy has a reputation in the league that one way or another, and if you know it's a shit disturber, it, it doesn't come from one interaction on the bench. Right. 
Um, I, I, I think that I think Winnipeg still loses that trade. Because like you look at Roslovic. Yeah. The, the guy's you buy, party game pace. Let's, over, let's, he has three points tonight. I think. Yeah. Yeah, he did. He scored two goals uh, and was fantastic. Now, yeah. let's not be silly. Nobody thought Roslovic was going to go and do what he's doing right now in Columbus. Absolutely not. But that's something that it looking adds to back on it. Columbus wins the trade anyways, but that's just gravy, like icing on the cake for him. Well, it well he's to be playing. Seen. Yeah. It, and that's the thing in the end. Even if even if Line A doesn't stick in Columbus, as long as they get some sort of asset equivalent asset back for him, I don't think they do though. Well, like you're then, not getting you're not getting the equivalent of a forty goal. Then Line is gonna sit. Yeah. If, and if he, if he sign, sits, and if he sits, his value continues to plummet. For that's Col- right, but for Columbus, but, yeah, for Columbus, but Columbus is in the driver's seat there, and so, I see. I don't know if they are. I don't know if they are because if they were, then contract could be signed. Like to me, it makes no sense that they don't already have something in the works as far as signing him to a contract. Well, I'm sure they're, I'm sure they've started talking about it. You would think, right? Sure. Like, but like with using Josh Anderson as an example, Montreal trades him for Domi, signs him immediately. So yeah, there had to have been discussions going on there. Oh, big time! But the same same thing with uh, Max Domi too, right? Like, that's yeah part of the parcel. Like usually when you get trade players traded that are coming up, uh, whether like and obviously Josh Anderson was a difference because I think he may have been uh, a UFA or at the, at the very least an RFA at the end of his his RFA years. But um, yeah, like they signed immediately Patrick Lyon yeah. and and Dubois. <clears throat> They are both needing new contracts coming up shortly. Yeah, yeah and even but who says Dubois stays? Who says he wants? To be Dubois in a, in a better position, solely based yeah. on his family's there. Oh yes, yes, yes. I re- like, yeah, I, re- take, I take that. nothing like a lot of people bitch and complain about Winnipeg being a shitty city. It's not that bad. Let's let's not be stupid. If you're an NHL player you play wherever the hell you can get a job. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. But you know, I fully recognize I live in Regina <laughs> yeah. and you know, it's, it's, you know, uh, making fun of Winnipeg is kind of like the eight year old making fun of his 14 year old brother. Yes. Big time for, for reasons quite similar to the eight year old, right? <laughs> yes. But exactly. When you're an athlete and you have the option to play in world-class city. Oh, I know. For like, sure. If you have the option Winnip- of going Toronto or Winnipeg, you're going Toronto. Yeah, Winnipeg, exactly. Winnipeg is the bottom one of the NHL. Yeah, I agree. Of desired locations. And that's just that's just how it is. And they have they know where they're at. And they have to, you know, pay extra for free agents to come. Big time. Yeah. So that's just I, how it is. Yeah, um, I agree. But yeah, in the end go where you have a job and play hard and yeah exactly fucking but yeah time will tell about that one montreal lost to edmonton three nothing tonight wow yeah you got a flames game coming up yes is it has it started right already yeah it's one nothing and calgary's being outplayed by vancouver Ooh. jacob markstrom what a what a stud in that yeah you, you uh you he, needed that eh Oh yeah, he's 
I don't know. We're a little over 500 right now. And he's the only reason why we're not with Ottawa. Oof. Like it's crazy. Oof. But yeah. Staying on the topic with Columbus, did you see what happened in their, their game against Carolina? I may have. Did I you don't hear know. about it? No. Okay. I so I, I think it was the end of the second period or close to the end. Carolina scored a goal. Okay. And uh, Columbus went and uh, had a look at it and was thinking it was offside. So they challenged. Oh. And the NHL went and had a look at it. And the referees deemed it to be a good goal. The goal stood. And I think it was a 3-3 game at that time. So because you challenged uh you lose the challenge goal. you get a pin you lose the challenge you get a penalty Columbus went on the PK I think there was about a minute 15 went in that uh power play and then got to the end of the period and then over the intermission the NHL was in touch with uh yes, staff I at the arena hear about this. yeah and said yeah like we had a communication breakdown because we were trying to get in touch with you to tell you to wave that goal off because the player was offside. Yeah. So it was a good challenge and Columbus never should have been penalized. The goal shouldn't have counted. They took the penalty away over the intermission. They took the remainder of the penalty away. Thankfully, uh, Carolina didn't score during that power play. Yeah. So my question is why was the goal good? Why did they leave the goal up? Good question. If they negated the rest of the penalty. Like, should have they not? And I understand the whole, just like in the NFL, you snap the ball and all of a sudden that play is not reviewable. Like the preceding play isn't reviewable anymore. So maybe that's where they're coming from. It's a bad look. But it is to, to negate half of a penalty, but not go back and, Take the goal away. You know, take the goal away because like they're admitting they completely the whole, screwed yeah, up. The whole and that's unprecedented. Yeah. I don't think that's ever happened. The the point of the penalty is because you challenged something and lost, but you didn't lose. Yeah. So the goal shouldn't stand and you shouldn't have a penalty. Yeah, and but I think it's... Columbus lost lost by one in that game. Yes. And maybe is... it was from the first to the second. That must have been where it was. It's still devastating. But yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, uh, also just... on the on the funny part, um, did you see Tuka Rask and what happened <laughs> with him? <laughs> so so it's it's a two-two game in a game between Boston and I don't know who the Rangers is the Rangers. Yeah, you're yeah. right. And Boston gets the puck in their zone and they're starting to skate out. Tuka Rask starts skating towards the bench. I don't know. Like, there's a couple of prevailing theories here. One is he thinks they're down one. Yeah. You got to pull the goalie and For sure. get that extra attacker out there. Or um, there was an upcoming penalty. And so he was going off the ice. Oh, that, that could have been two. That's the other. But, those are the two thoughts. Yeah. It definitely didn't look like it was a penalty. Um, so he starts skating <laughs> towards the Boston bench. Yeah. Everybody on the Boston bench is like, no, what are you doing? Yeah. Get back. It's tied. Get back it's 2-2. Yeah. Let's go. And the funny thing <laughs> is, though, if you're watching that game, you can hear all of it because of the fact that there's no fans in the stand. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the look on Tuca's face after the end of the period was 
hilarious. That was priceless. Oh, it was yeah. so good. Good thing for him they didn't. Uh, Could you put imagine? Oh, like just you're like a horse's ass. Oh, the absolute botch <laughs> on him if they had scored. <laughs> Um, and then you lose the division by a point or something stupid like that yeah that would be devastating i think boston did go end up to win that game um i guess we should uh we were gonna do this last week no no, here you have since we're talking about hockey here yes i have one of the nuttiest stats of all time here okay oh yeah and we also have something else to talk about before we get into okay go on i can't i came across a stat like you know, like there's a stat for everything if if you want to create it in hockey, right? Yes, sir. So there's one where it's uh, uh, number of points per sixty minutes played. Okay. And this one is for uh, five on five. So even strength, number of points per sixty minutes played. Milan Lucic has a higher number of points. Per 60 minutes at five on five, then Connor McDavid. What? Yeah. You know what, I though? Just, I, I saw the stat today. I can believe that to an extent because Connor McDavid gets probably a huge chunk of his points on power play. Oh, yeah. Right? Whereas Lucic wouldn't. Yeah. Lucic would be, he's on the second power play unit for sure. But. but- he doesn't control yeah, the play the way that yeah Connor he's not on the NHL's deadliest power play that's for sure right wow that's an insane stat what yeah. what is his points per game per sixty does it give that uh, three it's about three points per sixty and oh Lucic right now is six points in twelve games how does that even maybe, make sense maybe he's earning some of that contract I guess eh you know he's yeah. Uh, he is skating isn't the best. I he will still say that. skates like he's in yes, molasses. Yes. <laughs> and shout out to molasses. It's delicious. <laughs> but he's also, he is a physical presence that team. Yeah, he is. Really neat, especially with all the games they play against Edmonton. Yeah, and, he's uh, a mean. He's Cassian a mean. Cassian yeah. who ragdolls uh, Kachuk. Kachuk, eh? Yeah. Is, he a, is he a little bitch to, to the Edmonton? Well, well Kachuk, he turtles and... What, like, why well, do... Know, so the Kachuk brothers, both of them are kind of dinkies. Oh, yeah. Lots of people sure. hate them. And you're... I would imagine you're that guy, Flames fan, that mm-hmm. absolutely loves what he brings to the table. Yeah. So sure. he's, I, he's... I would hate it if he was on the Oilers. Yeah, Don't so he's wrong. he's a Brendan Gallagher. Yeah, yeah. Right? And the okay. thing is, okay. the one okay. game where, where Kachuk was accused of turtling, he completely threw Cassian off of his game. Uh, got Cassian to take a bad penalty, and the Flames got the game-winning goal off. Did I read play. some stat that said something about his ability to draw penalties, and he leads the NHL? Oh yeah, something yeah. like, like, and it's by far leads the NHL in drawn penalties. I I don't know if it's by far. I would wager a significant bet on top five. I I think he's yeah. first. Yeah, like yeah. I I remember seeing a stat. I could see that about that. I could. Which see I was that. like, wow, he takes. Or sorry, he draws way more penalties than he. T- he doesn't really take a ton of bad penalties. Not really. No. And he's yeah, it's the exact he's, type to of me, player you want on your team. He's that guy that like when you're in when you're in school and a kid starts a fight with you and you finish it, you're the one that goes. <laughs> you're the one that goes to the principal's office. Kachuk's <laughs> that guy that starts everything and doesn't go to the principal's office afterwards. Yeah. 
Oh yeah, for sure. I hate it. <laughs> yeah. Um, so one of those things that we kind of kind of mentioned earlier in the pod was this: the world's longest hockey yes. game. This, I, did you know about this before this year? I've heard about it plenty. I've yes. never heard about this oh, until really? okay. literally this morning. Yeah. And oh, wow. I was, I was, I was doing some research for my work and I came across this on Twitter and I was like, what the hell is this? And I looked into it. And I'm like, wow, this is amazing. So the idea behind this whole thing is it's there to raise money for cancer research, yeah. which automatically makes it a top tier event in my opinion. Mm-hmm. But this is the coolest way to do it. They play a a, a butt ton of hockey. There's no other way to kind of look yeah. at it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just so cool. It's called the world's longest game, and they actually have a baseball one as well. But we're focusing oh, on okay. hockey because they're yeah. they're currently playing the hockey, and we're gonna go straight to the live scoreboard here on the High and Wide podcast. It's ten fifteen on a Thursday evening. The score is 1,764 for Team Red to 1,727 for Team White. (laughs) (laughs) Now, let's put this into context. They have played hockey for 163 hours, 55 minutes, and like 50 seconds. And it's ongoing. And they've raised raised over $1.3 million in, what, five days? that's bonkers wow that's awesome that's so, bonkers couple things have you seen their live cast yeah they have live cast yeah you can and when you watch play. their their skating pretty gingerly oh, they're sure. obviously completely gassed oh not only like, that we have to take into consideration <clears throat> and we talked about it earlier this this uh, in this podcast it is ridiculously cold outside yes and this is uh, in Sherwood Park, just outside of Edmonton. Yeah, so it's like so yeah, mid-Alberta. It's cold. They're actually, not getting warm Chinook weather. Even Calgary, I, I think, is quite cold right now, too. But, yeah, it's minus probably 35 there, 40. And they're still going. I'm That's actually, awesome. I'm actually going to take a look at this. It, it is right now, it's minus 23. But what's the wind chill? Uh, the wind chill. I'm, I'm taking a look. Give me a sec. Uh, there is an extreme cold warning going on right now. Yeah. Minus 23 and the, uh, wind chill, it feels like it's minus 34. (laughs) And so like, wow. Have you seen their jerseys though? Uh, They're pretty sweet. Eh? They are 1987 Canada Cup inspired. Really? So instead, they have like the half maple leaf or whatever. Which is awesome. It's one of my favorite jerseys. Yes, absolutely. And then instead of Canada going up and down and slanted, it just says cure. Yeah, which is amazing. I like it, yeah. Uh, Go check it out. It's online. It's uh, worldslongestgame.ca. You can get uh, all the information on this. And if you are so inclined, they have a 50-50 that you can be a part of. They've got a silent auction that you can uh, bid on. And also, uh, if you want to donate, you can donate to either a player or donate straight to the game. It's like, I don't know about you. I would absolutely love to be a part of this one year if if that could ever happen i don't know that's awesome it's just such a cool thing that they're doing and raising money for cancer 
uh, is always a noble cause. So go check that out at uh, worldslongestgame.ca. I bet that 50-50 is uh, Alberta residents only. I I wonder, eh? 50-50s in Alberta get nutty. Like I've heard that too. Wasn't uh, Edmonton Oilers playoff? Didn't someone walk home with like five million bucks or something like that? Something like that. All I know is so. Uh, was it last year? Or the year before? Um, uh, there was. Uh, have you ever heard of? Um, oh, what is it called? Ace. So like a card game, like bars. Chase a lot the of ace. Bars. Chase the ace. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there was one chase the ace. I think it was up in Flin Flon, <clears throat> and it was up at like a million bucks. Oh my god! Which wow. was just ridiculous, and will and a million bucks was the win, not oh, yeah, not yeah. just the like five hundred grand. It was yeah, a million. Yeah, yeah. It's up to two million, which is just incredible. Uh, which is yeah, wow, it's insane. Um, but yeah, I was gonna say that whole fifty fifty thing. That's like a provincial legislation thing. Only residents of yeah, it doesn't whatever really, it can play. It doesn't really give me any details on their site as far as that goes. But yeah, uh, yeah you can go and donate for sure. And know yep. that you're helping out a great cause. Absolutely. Um, and if you're so inclined and you want to host a, a world's longest game event, which apparently you can do, uh, they have a little little thing there where you, all you need to do is raise a minimum of 10000 and they will travel to your community to play a hockey game with you. So, Really? Awesome. Pretty neat. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's, they started, I guess they started playing on the 4th of February and they go to the 15th. So Monday. And they've got some hours left to play, but it's, it's like, you think you would think that there's tons of guys involved with this. Not the case. Like these teams are like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20. Yeah. Like it's legit like 20 guys on a team. The funniest is that's crazy. The funniest thing about this is, is if you look, one of the teams at Team White has a player that has no goals. (laughs) Oh no, (laughs) he's the only guy that doesn't have a goal. (laughs) Everybody else is like, there's, there's, there are some single digits in there. Uh, they're they're, like one guy's got one goal on uh, the one team, but everybody is like, some guys got 140, 187, 252. (laughs) Oh. It's such, I like it. could, could that be a goalie? That might be a goalie. Uh, that's a good question. That's a good question. Yeah, probably. That's but everybody else on the other yeah. team has a goalie or has a goal. Well, maybe, uh, Flipped maybe down. Andy Dowling uh, snuck one through. 85, though. That's a 85. weird ass. That's a weird ass hockey number. Um, it's yeah. just, that's just so cool. <laughs> I, I just love the idea behind this. <laughs> Uh, Absolutely. Let's, let's get into uh, those jerseys, ugly jerseys. We were going to do this last week, but time restrictions kind of threw us back a little bit. Um, okay. Do you have your top five worst yeah. logos? Yes, I do. I do. Okay. So, okay. I'll, you go first. I'll go let's first. See how many here. of these match up. I named five, and I'll try to do them in order here. Okay. Uh, okay. So, I'm going to go. I count up to the worst. Okay. So coming at five, I have the Oilers third jersey from like the two thousands. The, uh, the one with the, the drill bit. Oh, that's like ugly. The oil rig. Yeah. Oh, it's terrible. I agree. And, it's an ugly jersey. Okay. Full disclosure here: I'm a Flames fan, <laughs> but I think their current logo is great. I, I think that's a slick logo. 
the one they currently wear like the original oil like the oil oil drop with oilers across yeah i think that's a really slick jersey and i I agree i agree so little full disclosure there their third jersey from the 2000 is dog shit it is hot so so yeah okay so that and then we'll go to we'll go to let's go to the nfl here oh okay the cincinnati Bengals. <laughs> they really? had like yes yes they had a menacing tiger like mean looking tiger face and they just went to a b with yeah a couple stripes in there it's lazy and it it's it, it i don't know this yucky compared to what they came from it sucks i agree uh number three coming in number three the new york islanders third jersey Okay, which one? Like the fisherman one? It's like, yeah, we got fisherman's friend on the. That's a great on jersey. The logo. Oh no way! It's awful. It's terrible. It's bad. Going, it, it's to me, it's so bad. It's good. Oh, okay. Like, uh, it just like the L.A. Kings Burger King jersey. <laughs> um, that makes my is, list. Is that that's on your list? Okay, that is so bad that it's great. But <laughs> the Islanders third is. So bad, but it's not great as well. <laughs> I disagree. So, I think know, it's, it's awesome. Terrible. Just Burger terrible. King logo is bad. It's actually, it's not even the logo I think is the worst. <laughs> is on it the like, the, the, like the vertical striping it on is, the side? No, it's the, oh, I'll get into it when it's my turn. You okay. go, you go, okay. you go, you go, you go. I, I'm going to do the next one. In the meantime, do some uh, live research on, th- this team never wore the jersey, but they were going to, and Mike Keenan pumped the brakes on it. Look for uh, uh, St. Louis Blues cancel jersey. Yes. Terrible. Horrible. Yeah. Okay. Coming in number two, let's go with the Detroit Tigers logo uh, coming from like the 1920s. It honestly looked like Microsoft Paint went in a time machine, went back to the 1920s, and someone drew their logo using Microsoft Paint. It, it, it is just terrible. So then they went to like, you know, they're like English font D. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So they went to that for a period of time. And then in 1957, they went to a tiger face and you, you should look these logos up. Cause they're so bad. <laughs> the tiger face looks like they're trying to surprise someone who just walked around the corner on them. Okay, which, which year is this? Okay, uh, 19, I think it's 19, to put it in like 1920s Detroit Tigers logo. Oh, yes. <laughs> it is something. Uh, yes. <laughs> oh, my goodness. That is so, then, so bad. And then look up 1957 Detroit Tigers logo. Yeah, it looks like the tiger looks super surprised. It's like all it's wide-eyed. Yeah. <laughs> Surprise! <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny. Yeah. Oh, okay. Funny. Coming in at the worst jersey logo, the Mighty Ducks of Anaheim. Oh, okay. So they're they're so they're flying but, duck one. Yeah, like the one with the the goalie helmet shaped and the beak. Like essentially, the logo they used. Like they basically use an NHL team to promote their movie. Yes, they did. Like just complete terrible. 
And their, I'll tell you what, their reverse logo or reverse retro jersey is dog shit as well. Oh, they're like, they're, yes, I agree. Awful. You know what? I don't, I actually don't even mind the Ducks logo, the one that you're talking about. It's, yeah, it's goofy, but their jersey was solid. I loved the color. Goofy, pardon the pun. Yeah, yeah, no kidding. (laughs) But like, like, it's, it's an, it's, I love the color scheme that they had for that, the purple with the white. Uh, and the gray and the green or the teal. Nothing wrong with the color scheme. No, I, I that logo is terrible. The logo, it's because it's so childish, <clears throat> right? Yeah. And I get what you're saying for sure. Um, I, I, I like that a lot more than the stupid D logo that they've got going on. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I, I think that looks just stupid. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. It, it didn't get any better. That's for now, sure. They're, they're one where the duck goalie is flying out of the ice is yeah. just horrid. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Horrid. It's so bad. Uh, okay, absolutely. That's a, you got a decent list. Okay, and so then I, I'm going to do an honorable mention here. Oh, okay. Uh, the Cleveland Indians, the Chief Wahoo that was uh, yes. removed. Yes. And they just went to a C. <laughs> they, yeah, you know, so let's just, just, I guess, just, that counts. just a C. That just that counts as uh, Washington, right? Football club. Yeah, but Washington doesn't have a logo right now. No, they so just have a W. I, I, yeah, yeah. I will say that their hand is forced. Yes. But, you know, maybe it's time we just walk away from the name Indians as well. Uh, 100%. I agree. Uh, the Edmonton Eskimos, that's what they're doing. They're walking yeah, away from it. And the funny sure. thing about the Eskimos is, like, actual oh. Eskimos don't even care. Like, yeah. they're like, whatever. Yeah. We kind yeah, of take know, pride. We take pride that we have a football team that is like named after us, which is kind of hilarious. Just, if you've ever seen, there's a Jim Jeffries thing which he did on his on his TV show where he, he actually goes up to Edmonton to talk to. Yeah, it was he was either in Edmonton or he was actually further north, and he was talking to to Eskimos and um, or Inuit people, I guess I should say. And they straight up were like, "No, we we don't mind that they use that name at all." It's not offensive to us at all. Yeah, for sure. I, I suppose it depends who you talk to. Right. Um, and that's anything. And and that's a problem with my wife actually and I got into it a bit over the, the name the Chiefs and everything. My wife. Um, it it depends who you talk to. Yep. Um, I, and I agree. And I agree and these sports teams, they'll have their consultations. And if they don't like what they're hearing from one group, they might just move on to the next and yep. shop around for what they want to hear. Yeah, exactly. But speaking of the Edmonton football team, they came out with a list of seven uh, team names that okay. they asked the public to vote on. Okay. Sorry, going a bit off topic here. No, that's okay. Did you, did you hear these names? I haven't heard them. Go. I want to hear oh them. Oh, my gosh. Oh I want to hear God. them. I want to hear them. I want to hear them. I want to hear them. Okay. They're all, they're all going with the EE thing. for the, oh, They want to keep sure. the logo. Yeah. yeah. And I get that. Well, it's okay. cheaper in the long run, right? Yes. Yes, for sure. But you know what? It's... I think it's just keeping their history that way. And I get that, but what a marketing uh, uh, opportunity to change away from the EE and sell a whole bunch of new merchandise, Merchandise. but that's a different story. Okay. First name elk. Okay. That's getting popular on, uh, you know what? I think I did this round on Sid and uh, Tim and Sid the other day, but go on. They're terrible. The eclipse. Edmonton Eclipse. That's dumb. Yeah, very much. Uh, how about the Evergolds? 
or the evergreens. <laughs> I, I get I get their colors are green and gold, but oh, the evergreens you can have a cool logo with. <laughs> but what's ever an ever what's an, an evergreens like a tree? Is it not? It, I, I'm sure it is. I'm sure it is. But what's oh. an evergold? Yeah, who knows? Is it a lot of gold? Do you just have a gold bullion logo kind of thing going for you? Yeah. Uh, this next name, it might be might be the clubhouse leader right now based oh. on some polls I see online. The Elk Hounds. <laughs> and I, I think it just flows better than just Elk. Elk. I agree. You know, and so Elk Hounds. The Elk Hounds are a dog, so you can have a pretty cool logo with that. Yeah. Uh, Beautiful Eagles. Yeah, for sure. Eagles. Ah, it, it's it's done in football already, but Edmonton's a northern city. Like, is there is there much in the there, way of eagles? There'd be bald eagles. There'd be eagles around. Like golden eagles. Yeah. Like I don't know if it, I like it's, that. Yeah. The reason why I say that is because Philadelphia and Edmonton have much the same color scheme. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's different green. But they're both green, both yeah. like both go with the eagle it, names. It's, it's copycatish for sure. Yeah, for sure. I don't like that one. Okay. Um, and last but not least, my personal favorite, <laughs> the elements. <laughs> it's like it's like is our mascot mascot gonna be the periodic table or what? <laughs> I, I I get what they mean by elements, but no, no. No, you this don't. is terrible. This, yeah, that's bad. What is your backdrop going to just be like snow? Just just a huge yeah. snowfall in the background with the EEs in the front? Like, it's so dumb. Elkhounds yeah, um, is the winner to me. I I think so, too. Um, that's rough e- that you... Yeah. Yeah. Eagles kind of... Elkhounds is growing on me, I tell you that much. Uh, Eagles is already done, but yeah. I'm just going to do a quick quick look here sports teams names that start with e because i would imagine uh, how about oh yeah you can't do can't do the earthquakes that makes no sense edmonton edge edmonton eels edmonton (laughs) electricians (laughs) edmonton enemas how about the the electrons (laughs) The elite, uh, elk horns, emeralds, Edmonton emeralds, uh, Edmonton enforcers, the Edmonton. Oh no, can't go with the Eskimos. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and evangelists. How about the Everblades? Everblades. That one's not bad. Yeah. Um, the explorers. That one's not bad either. Edmonton explorers. Edmonton Expos. <laughs> Expos. Nice. Bring it back before the Montreal Expos come back. Yeah. There's exactly. Yeah. I, I don't know. There's not too many. The Elk Elk Hounds seems to be. Yeah. I like it. I could get behind yeah. the Elk Hounds. Yeah. Okay, here's my list of the yeah. worst logos in sports. Number five. The Charlotte Bobcats. Oof. Just a bush league look to them yeah take a look go online and look yeah, it up right I'm live research here just just ugly the color scheme was bad you had they used to be the charlotte hornets and then they yeah moved, yeah of course to new orleans charlotte got another team they named themselves yeah. bobcats they have since renamed themselves the the hornets which is a much better 
team name. Uh, the Bobcats yeah, that, was just ugly. It was just that ugly. looks like high school football. Seriously, yeah. Yeah. Uh, number four, the 1997 to 2011 Washington Wizards logo. Oh, oh was my. that was that the wizard one? Yes. Oh yeah. Is so <laughs> bad. Now they changed from the bullets to the wizards for obvious reasons. Yes. Which makes a whole lot of sense. I, I really do understand what they're doing there. But Is, that's the one with like like reaching out like this. Yeah, it's like he's making What's a layup, but he's there? also casting a spell. <laughs> <laughs> it's so bad. I hate it. I hate it. I actually really like yeah. the logo that they have now. The one with like the Washington Monument on it. Yeah, and it's basketball as well. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah, just a yeah. smart logo. I like that one. Um, <laughs> coming in at number three, the LA Kings 2002 jersey. So that would be just Burger the King. just the big giant stupid crown. Like you oh, had not, not even Burger King. Not even Burger King. Burger King's bad. Burger King is bad. But at least they tried to do something different. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll yeah. give them credit for trying to do something different. You yeah. had two incredible logos. First off, the 67 one, right? The big crown, yeah, but it also had the sure. potential king, plus the purple and gold. Just yeah. great color scheme, awesome. And then you had the 88, like, kings, the mid-90s one. With Gretzky, yeah. Oh, such an awesome logo. That was like, yeah, I agree. To me, honestly, one of the best jerseys you've got going in the NHL right now is that reverse retro kings jersey where it's the purple and gold but the 88 logo like it is such oh yeah awesome jersey i agree they should straight up go with that but that 2002 logo the crown looks horrendous yes it's just yeah yeah. i i agree with that number go ahead go ahead yeah. I was gonna say I, I was just, two, yeah, I was gonna say reverse retro there. They probably have the nicest one in the NHL. It's I I have three that I really like outside the Whalers. I have okay, so the way yeah, but I don't even like that Whalers jersey that much. I don't like the color the color scheme that goes with it. I don't it's okay. there's something okay. a little off on it, but I, I love the Whalers logo. That's yeah. one of the best logos in sports, if not the best. Um I've got the Kings reverse retro. I've got the jerseys reverse, like New Jersey reverse retro. Oh, yeah, yeah. Christmas colors, Mm -hmm. those look awesome. And uh, the Colorado Avalanche, the Quebec Nordiques with their current colors. That is awesome, too. Just those are sweet jerseys. Um, Some good ones and some stinkers, too. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, Tampa Bay Lightning, their Bolt logo. Mm -hmm. It just says Bolts. Same thing with the Jets Aviators. I hate it the only team that has done anything good with the name on their jersey is the rangers that's it I, that's I, just old school like exactly but having, if someone came like, out with that now i i yeah i would i would agree with you i don't think it would be as good but yeah. uh that that bolts it just says bolts it's not even the team name yeah like it's so dumb and the yeah, jets I, aviator I know, I know. is putrid just yeah. putrid and coming in at number one as my, one of my most hated logos ugliest logos in sports to me the slug buffalo sabers <laughs> jersey just putrid it doesn't look like a buffalo it like just such a bad logo yeah and they tried the they tried making it a little bit better but it was oh it's so yuck so glad oh, they went yeah, back yeah. to their jerseys now I agree. I agree. It makes so much more yeah. sense. Oh, and it looks like a buffalo. <laughs> also, those buffalo retro, or not retro, but the old school where it's got buffalo across it and then the buffalo logo underneath, that's that's bad too. Like, just stop. 
stop with team names. Like you don't just have a logo and do it. That's what makes the NHL so good. You look at, you look at the NBA, they're starting to get away from logos. Some teams don't even have them anymore. They just say team name. Yeah. Like if you're at home, you have your son's logo or son's on the top of your Jersey. And if you're on the road, it says Phoenix, like that's kind of the direction that they're going with those jerseys. But uh, yeah. 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 To me, that's, that's just real bad. Um, honorable mentions when it comes to horrid logos and sports. Um, I, I got to go with the Toronto Maple Leafs old school Toronto logo where it like their Jersey was literally white and it had like a real shitty leaf in the middle in the middle of it it looked so bad i think it was like 19 oh i want to say early very early 20s maybe maybe 30s it's so bad um that's not the habs fan coming out (laughs) no that's not no it's not because i think the toronto maple leaf logo i i actually like the logo that they have now yeah i don't i don't mind it at all um, I, I think you can be a little more, uh, you know, you can, there's for sure. If you be unbiased and say, okay, I'm just not being a complete Homer here. Yeah. No, it's like, know. I just think it's, eh, it looks bad. It just looks bad. Like it's kind of like the Chicago or not the Chicago, the D- Detroit Tigers logo as in, it's just so basic. Oh, the, the straight white sweater. Yes. Yeah, I see that here. That's like it, it just looks so basic. Like there's nothing to it. I don't get it. But and, uh, at, the, at the to play devil's advocate here, at the same time it is the 1920s. I know, I know, I know. But that Detroit Tigers logo is it's I mean, funny. There's though. no excuse for yeah, it's, it is hilarious. <laughs> Boo. Boo. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's get into stump the chump before we get out of here. <laughs> sure, let's do it. I guess uh, uh, I'm up first, eh? Or you go first. I don't care. Uh what do you what do you figure? Okay, I'll go first. Sure. Uh, I got three questions. Um, I got some hockey questions in here, and okay. then I got a uh, a little a little uh, geographic question for you to end us off here on the high wide. So, uh, what Boston Bruin player became the first player in NHL history to score 100 points? He finished the season with 126 points. What was I'm, the first Bruin to do it? Uh, he was the first person in NHL history. It was a Bruin that did it to score 100 points. Bobby Orr. Ooh. Is that your final answer? Yeah. <laughs> that would be incorrect. <laughs> Phil what? Esposito Gosh, yes. would be the first person to score 100 <laughs> uh, points in an NHL season. Okay. I believe okay. that was back in the 1967 year. Question number two. This one's kind of easy, I think, if you if you know your hockey history. Which player was the first and only player in NHL history to score a full strength power play, shorthanded? You? you are correct. Yeah. <laughs> you are correct. Before. Uh, <laughs> shorthanded <laughs> penalty sorry, sorry. shot and opening. Yeah. He scored five goals in a game, and they were all, all different, different ways, which is just yeah, yeah, incredible. Yeah, yeah. One That's for one. Awesome. One for one here on the Stump the Chump edition of High and Wide. One and one. Number oh yes, one and one. Uh, yeah. Number three, question number three. What is the oldest city in the world? And I do have options for you. Is it Jericho? Is it Athens? 
Is it Damascus or is it Jerusalem? Do you want me to give you a hint? Yeah. Okay, I'll give you a little bit of a hint. It does not start with J. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. So you got two choices. So, is it Athens or Damascus? Uh, I was initially thinking Athens. I'm sure it's not, but I'll go with Athens. Athens is your final answer? Yeah. You are incorrect, sir. Yeah, yeah, Damascus. Yeah. <laughs> so I've never heard of Damascus. Damascus is, I believe, located, if I'm not mistaken. And I gotta, I, I'm gonna, I'm not gonna play. I think it's Middle East. Uh, okay. I'm going to check just to make sure here. Damascus is in Syria. Is the capital of Syria. Oh, wow. Huh. That is interesting. There you go. And it oh. has, let's let's throw you a little history lesson here. Um, it has been around since, um, when was it established? Damascus was established dating back to like possibly 63,000 BC. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> that's insane. I don't know if that's correct or not, but. That's what it's saying on Wikipedia, so we'll go with that. Yeah. Oh, some of the uh, earliest Egyptian records are from 1350 BC. So there you go. Okay. That's, okay. that's old as balls. Anyway, let's go. Yeah. Let's go. All right. Okay. So earlier in the pod, I said I'm heading off to Cypress Hills. Yes. Uh, Cypress Hills is the highest point in Saskatchewan at 4,566 feet above sea level. Wow. What is the highest point in Manitoba? Ooh. That's a good question. I am going to say that it's got to be like, or do I need a, a finite answer or region? Uh, I'm going to say Riding Mountain National Park area. It's. Uh... It's close to there, but not... Okay. Yeah. It's, what is it? It's called Baldy Mountain. Ooh, I, yes, I have. Okay. Uh, uh, 40 kilometers northwest of Dauphin. Yeah. So it's probably, what, 150 kilometers away, maybe? Yeah. 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 Uh, it is 2,730 2, feet above sea level. Wow. For, uh, for no points, what's the lowest point in Manitoba? Winkler, Manitoba. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, snap. <laughs> Bam. I don't know. What is it? This one's easy when you think about it. Is it? Is it? Uh, is it Winnipeg? No. Oh, it's got to be Lake Man or Lake Winnipeg. No. Okay, then no. It's not easy. What is it? It's uh, Hudson's Bay. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I zero feet. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I guess. That's silly. Well. Okay, question number two. It's true. It is true. <laughs> okay, uh, this Saturday is Hockey Day in Canada. I'll right. go with a tough one here. Uh, who is the all-time winning goalie for Hockey Day in Canada? <laughs> Give you, you can have two wrong. Third one, you lose. Um, 
Oof. I'm going to say, okay, how long has Hockey Day in Canada even been going on? Um, let's, okay, I'll go, I'll go Carey Price one. Wrong. Uh, okay. I'll give you a hint, it's a Canadian team. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Tips. Is it Luongo? Nope, not Luongo. Oh, crap. Okay, now I'm down to one. Is it Mika Kiprasov? Oh, he got it! Woo! Had <laughs> a boy. Woo! All right. I had to think hard on that because, like, when was the last time Calgary had a win on Hockey Day in Canada? Yeah. And I'm not oh, being salty. Who knows? Yeah. I'm, I'm not even being salty on that. Wow. For sure. Apparently, he came to play, though. There you go. Do you have his stats on that? I don't. I just, uh, I saw on Twitter, I, I'm assuming it was true. <laughs> Mike McCullough will catch us on it if it's no I, I think it was shared by Eric Francis okay. one of the Calgary media guys so you assume it's not a Facebook fact type thing alright there you go alright one more this uh, is for the win this is for the win okay there's I'll let you uh, okay so there's seven answers here oh how many out of the seven do you think you need to get in order to get the the check mark? Uh, like, do I have to guess this? Yeah, yeah. How, how, I, I'm going to say the question once we decide on. I'll say two. Two? Okay, that's uh, way too low. Uh, <laughs> let's go. <laughs> just tell just what's the question. Let's go. Four might be low, too. We'll go. No, no, let's just go. What's the question? Okay, you, you need four to get the thing. Uh, before we had talked about, uh, didn't we talk about, yeah, the Eagles, uh, sharing the name. Yes. Uh, name me the sports teams in North America that share, uh, share their names. All of them? Like, like pro sports? You figured, yeah, pro sports. You figured you only needed two. Yeah, it's too low. Pro sports teams that share a name. Okay, so... Um, oof. Pro sports teams that share a name. Is it their actual club name or city like, name? Like Eagles yes. would be shared between Edmonton and Philly. Okay, okay, I see. So, so. Detroit Tigers and the... Um, oh, why did I think... Ooh, this is harder than I thought. And when we say professional sports, do we mean the big four? The and big, just men's or women's as well? Not women's, no. Okay. Uh, so if Edmonton renamed to the Eagles, that would be I one. would include that as one. Okay. Okay. Okay, okay, okay. Um, so I'm allowing the CFL. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Uh, do you count Tiger Cats as Tigers? I did not. Okay. Um, BC Lions. So Detroit Lions and BC Lions. Okay, one. Um, Jets and Jets, Winnipeg and New York. Yeah, two. The New York Giants and San Francisco Giants. Three. Carolina Panthers and Florida Panthers. 
Yeah. Are you on? Uh, no, I, I am. I honest to goodness, I will share my <laughs> I will share my stuff with you. I'm my page is actually on uh, GitHub.com. Okay. I'm trying to crack my uh, NES page. Um, no, I'm trying to think here. Okay, so is it just four? No, there's seven. Okay, there is seven. Okay. Two are easy. One's a little more difficult. Yeah. Dallas Cowboys. Dallas Star. Rockets. I'm going. I'm literally going through every single team here. Okay, one of which we talked about their jersey, about the letters slanting down the chest. Um, they play in the New York. Uh, the Rangers. Rangers. Yeah, Texas Rangers. Oh yeah, the right, the Texas Rangers. Yeah. Right. Didn't even think about that. Yeah, Why did you one... give me? Don't give me. Okay, so then I'm. I'm well, you already got it. You already got four to seven. Oh. Yeah. Oh okay. Oh sweet. And then one of them we already talked about tonight, the LA Kings. They share with the Sacramento Kings. That's correct. And last but not least, we have the Arizona Cardinals and the St. Louis, St. Louis Cardinals. Cardinals. That's right. Yeah. So there you, go. you win again. Bam! You son of a bitch. I don't even know how I won that. I <laughs> thought I was supposed to get all seven. So I'll just take the win and run. Well, all seven would have been way too tough. <laughs> it's like I'm thinking of a number in between one and a thousand. What is and, I, and I ran four for four. Boom. Yeah. But you did get, you went wrong with uh, uh, Tigers. So yeah, take I guess, that away from me. I guess that's true. I guess that's true. <laughs> Yeah. All right, uh, let's wrap this up. Uh, join us next week on the High and Wide Podcast. We'll be having some fun. Kevin Schwartz will be back once again. And uh, Big Daddy, where can we find you on the internets? I'm at bcarl607 on the old Twitter machine and bcarlson01 on Instagram. There you go. You can find me, dso67, on uh, Instagram and Twitter. And, of course, the High and wide podcast brad what are we playing out to this week my friend i don't know i i chose last time okay okay, okay. what, what do you i was just gonna ask you what do you want to play out to here uh i've been uh, listening to some 80s music all week long uh just because i was playing grand theft auto vice city which is set in the 80s and it's just Ooh, yeah. just just hilarious so uh <laughs> let's 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 go home today um with some Daryl Hall, John Oates. How about Out of Touch? Right here on the High and Wide Podcast. We'll see you next week. Peace out, Brad. See you, buddy.
in a hole. 